Hey, James, how you doing today? Uh, I'm not saying hello to you. Well, I, I We're going to start right off the top by me asking you a question. Okay. Christopher, do you jog? I do not jog. Have you ever jogged? I used to jog almost five days a week for wow. two and a half, almost three years, but not quite three years on the sand when I used right. to live next to the beach. I thought I was going to get a big hearty laugh out of you from that because it, <laughs> you don't strike me as the kind of person who goes running. No, I don't. I don't like running. I actually despise running. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. See, I, I look at you and I say, I say, okay, this guy, if he, he can go out and walk, I don't, I don't have any doubt that he can go out and like do a hike for eight hours yes. during the day, but he doesn't strike yeah. me as someone who just wants to put running shoes on and you go out are, for a quote, a run. You are correct. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I went running this morning. And why did you do that? Because I'm getting fat. Well, and I haven't been out any other way. <laughs> it's been so hot here lately. That you are I not have, fat. I haven't, been, I haven't been walking the dog. I went from chubby to fat over the last six. So I went to the, did I tell you about my doctor experience? Oh God, no. Okay. So because I work with kids at camps for one week every year, I have to get a physical. It's part of the requirement for BSA. That's weird. Kids, but okay. can't, kids don't only have to be healthy, but the leaders have to also, <laughs> God forbid they go on a hike. And the leader has a heart attack out in the middle of the forest. Okay, I, I, I can see that. But you're with a bunch of literally Boy Scouts. They should know how to take care of you. That's true. But why should they have to? <laughs> I got my physical. And of course, you know, they weigh you. And I'm 25 more pounds than I was a year ago. That's pretty. That's very good. I'm very impressed. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. That was a lot of good food. I have to tell you, it was an expensive 25 pounds. <laughs> Is it COVID 25? Let's call it. Let's call it that. We could. But it probably isn't, but we'll just call it that. <laughs> but the, here's the crazy thing is, um, I didn't even notice it. I mean, I noticed it on a little bit on the front, but not on the back or the sides, definitely not my arms and definitely not my legs. Well, the difference when, you go, when you're starting at 800 and going from 800 pounds to 825, <laughs> it's such a small change. Such a small change. I just feel like I went from a guy a little chubby to a fat guy. Do you think like you could start running again maybe to no, get No. No. Okay. But I did it's so funny you say this because two weeks ago I started working out again. <laughs> what does that mean? What what does working out to you mean? Okay, so three times a week and I'm moving it up to four and eventually getting to five. My youngest son, who is very, very skinny and lacking a little bit of ma- a muscle mass, mm. him and I at between nine and nine thirty every morning. We discuss whether we're going to work out or not. And um, like I said, three times a week we started off with. Uh, I think this week we're going to go for four days and then hopefully in a week we could just do it Monday through Friday. And yeah, I, I hit barbells. It's all free. free okay. Weights. You said a lot of words without actually answering the question. Okay. What is your workout? What do you do? So I start off with the bench and I just do bench workout and then I do, it's all free weights. So you, you push some, free you, put, you push some weight up over your head a couple yes, of times. Many times. I'm, right. I'm into high reps. Okay. Some guys go for high weight, low reps, and some guys go for lower weight, high reps. I don't know specifically, but it's my understanding and I have very little understanding. So this could be very wrong that the low reps, high weight will bulk you up. Whereas the high reps, low rate will make you not necessarily stronger, but give you uh, stringier muscles or thinner muscles. Right. It's faster muscles. As, as I, well, I don't know if you, <laughs> your fast twitch versus slow twitch muscles, I think are as more of a genetic determination. It could be. Okay. But, but it's here- funny. The same thing is in, in cycling. There was in the nineties. Um, well, I shouldn't say in the nineties, but through the history of cycling, the sport of cycling, 
um, most people would pit push a really high gear slowly. And I think there was kind of a machismo about having a high gear, you know, a really high hard Trying to gear. build up your calves. Well, just in general, just in racing. Of course, in the in the early part of the century, in the early racing, you only had one gear. You know, the Tour de France was originally raced on fixed gear bikes because that's all they had. And the technology slowly started evolving and you got more gears. But then in the 90s, people started experimenting with, uh, instead of pushing a big gear, slowly pushing a small gear faster. And that was Lance Armstrong. And he kind of proved the point that, yeah, if you, if you, a faster rotation is actually much faster. Yeah. That makes you, sense reg- with or without the doping, because everyone was doping back then. <laughs> yeah. Jan Ulrich, who was his, his main competitor at the, of, of the, in the nineties, who always came in second to Lance Armstrong, you know, uh, he missed one of his tour de France, um, entrance because he got banned for doping. Yeah. Well, and, and rightfully so it's not, I feel. Well, he got caught. Lance didn't. Okay. My workout has a philosophy behind it. Do you want to hear it? Oh boy. <laughs> We're going to, you know, I don't stuff. want to hear it, but I want our listeners to hear it. <laughs> so I have, a th- okay. So in my opinion, men should be able to do two things. <laughs> they should be able to fight for a short period of time or run and get the <laughs> heck out of there in a short period of time. The whole thing with fight or flight, you should be able to do both. Yeah. So, what I do with my workout, and I'm showing my son the same thing, is a little more weight for the upper body. That's the fighting part, right? But when we do our uh, lower really. lower half, we do lots of reps. Like everything's 25, and we're going to work up to 50, and then 100, and then wait really- a second, Wait a second, wait a second. You're talking about fight or flight, and right. you, won't, you won't jog. That's literally, no, that's literally that's right. flight. Literally flight. So I'm bringing it full circle. There's, there's no purpose for jogging. <laughs> there's jogging no, makes you fast. It lets you run. If you, if you try, uh, right now, uh, we are not the same age. You're way older than me by like four or five years. I don't know. <laughs> I can tell you that at this advanced age that we're at though, if you don't run on a regular basis, you're not going to be ready to run ever for more than a quarter mile. Even, even if even that. Okay. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. So my daughter runs regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, she used to be a dancer until just a year ago. Oh, so I, she's I, trying to compensate by doing running now. I assume that was just to get away from you. Probably. So once in a while I will run with her. And it's funny you said you that. You just said you don't run. Now, you, now you're saying you do run. Okay. I uh. don't run. I, okay. I have ran before. Okay. So I would run with her for a couple. Anyways, let me finish what I was saying. And here it is. I ran with her for a couple of times and you're right. My muscles were like weird because I and wasn't joints, used to yeah, running. It all just falls so I apart. stopped. I didn't run with her anymore. <laughs> Thing is, if you, if you build up to it, you, you can start running again. So I, I hope we're in my office today. I hope it doesn't smell weird in here. Cause I, I went running this morning and I did some stretching in here and I was like, obviously is that why it smells like a stinky gym. Well, that's what I was hoping it didn't smell like, but maybe it does. I'm, well, and you're a super smeller. So <laughs> I actually didn't notice it too much. And of course, you know, I was in my own place and I do it like the Greeks do. I was just naked. I was running outside naked and just doing my stretches naked. And <laughs> I don't think I want another naked all over the place, buddy. I'll tell you what I do want. I'm I do lying. want to warm, I was, I I warm her up. On I was naked. Hey, can I finish my naked okay, talk? Go first? ahead. Tell me your naked story. Sure. Well, I was going to tell me the naked truth. It wasn't really that. I swear I didn't put anything in my coffee. Oh my God. I think you must have some kind of reaction to lactose. Is it lactose or the caffeine? I think it's, I I don't know. 
Maybe it's both. Maybe it's some combination. But anyway, I just wanted to let you know that I wasn't actually naked in my office. Don't have to worry. I wasn't naked on my chair or the, the dining room chair that you're sitting on now. I, I'm going to get and a warm, I can, I want I can a warm say that. I, I want to hear about nudity with you. Not at all. <laughs> can we drop the subject? It's not a fun topic for well, me. Well, I had a joke, but. Let's hear it. It's kind of, you, you killed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. I'll get you another coffee. I will tell you a nude story when I get back. Okay. What's a pony midnight dreary? Well, I was pony weak and weary. A pony forty looked so dreary. I got a suggestion that would make you cheery. It's gorgeous. They got floors with fishes and fairies, bubbles and berries, cats and canaries. So as you're looking for something a little unique, go to our website and go take a peek. That's G-O-R-A-G-E-O-U-S dot com. Gorgeous floor for the outrageous look. Hey, so James, when I was in college, I got an apartment with a bunch of guys um, not too far from the beach. And like I told you, I used to work out and run and stuff. Anyways, so part of my morning routine was always to get up before the rest of the guys did because they they would always sleep in. And I'd, I'm an early riser even back in my 20s. And every morning I would get up and do as many push-ups as I could do that day. And I would always do them in the nude. <laughs> wow, that's like one of the few exercises I definitely would not do in the nude. Why? You, are you trying to say uh, you have something... My equipment would get in the way. I don't know. Where, how, how do you want me to put it? You must be a Do you not go guy. all the way down? Um, I, I went or, all the way down. Do, do, do like I don't a, think about things like that. Do you do like an that. A-frame kind of push-up? <laughs> Are you trying to say... No. I, I don't, let's not go there because I don't want to talk about Never mind. Well, you brought it up. You know, you brought it up. I didn't talk about... I was about, just saying that I I have... That's my only nude story I have. I wasn't talking about doing nude push-ups. And that's just, that's just weird... I guess I You're have a lot weird. of these stories now I think about anyway, it. Anyway, I was running this morning. The only thing I think I, I want to say nude. about that. Yes, of course. <laughs> they call uh, that streaking, not jogging. It's Greek. Uh, <laughs> it's very Greek. Uh, the only people who waved to me were the homeless people. Interesting. It's like, I don't know what's wrong with these. They're, every everyone What else were you I wearing? I was wearing blue shorts and a bright orange Did you look top. like a runner, I guess? Oh, yeah, I think so. I had running shoes. I have genuine running shoes. Well, I mean, see, I don't have really good running shoes because like I said, I'm not a big runner. So I sometimes feel when I'm running, people are looking at me like, who is that guy running from? I mean, I don't care, honestly. I just happened to get some good shoes years ago and I have a second pair of shoes, which they they, they both share the fact that they're, you know, zero, quote, zero drop. So there's no padding in them. And so I run on the balls of my feet and I have a second pair of shoes, which just look like uh, like Dockside or something. I could I could run in those just as easily. But I See, have, and all I have is deck shoes or skater shoes. Well, the skater shoes are kind of the original running shoes. I suppose they are. So, um, speaking of UFOs. <laughs> yeah. Do you ever see one? Well, I actually, are you asking because I said, I, I thought I told you this story many years ago when we were camping late at night. I was drunk. So here's what happened to me one time. And I'm telling you what happened from the perspective of a 13 year old. Okay. Okay. So I was a paper boy and every single morning I would get up uh, around three 15 ish so that I could be at where they dropped the papers off at three 30. There's something seriously wrong with you. Why? What's wrong with being a newspaper boy? No, no. The news, I was a newspaper boy too, only because my brother was a newspaper boy. And he didn't actually do his job. So I had to do it for him. 
But anyway, the point being, you got up too early. What is wrong with you? No, I love getting up early. So anyway, it's not even get up getting like up early. It's like out. not going to bed. Well, the thing is, it's like being it's like going on a good hike. You're out there by yourself. If you get up at three o'clock in the morning, you could be in the middle of the city. You know, you, you you're can by do, yourself. You can just stay up till one a.m. and also be by yourself. <laughs> so, anyways. So the papers had just gotten dropped off and I had one of the largest routes. And so they actually dropped them off in my, in my, in my driveway. Hmm. And so what I used to do is I would lay all the papers out in a nice little groups of my papers, the other guy's papers, but I'd line them all up. And then what I would do is before I'd start folding, I would just take a minute, actually lay on them and kind of relax and stare at the stars because in Arizona, back in the early eighties, you could see stars in Phoenix. (laughs) There were actually stars up there and there was not a lot of light pollution. So you could, and so I used to look for shooting stars. It was, Mm. and uh, a a big thing I loved to do when I was a kid was also either go in my backyard whenever they had like the meteor showers and I would actually just sit in the pool on the, the floaty and stare at the meteor showers. I used to love that. So anyways, I'm sitting there doing my normal routine, a few minutes of relaxing before I start the folding and the biking and not getting back till like seven in the morning. And I don't see a shooting star that shoots across the sky like you would normally see. I see a shooting star and this is or this is over the top of my uh, neighbor's house, which was called the Pains. Um, that was their last name. Anyways, and it just shot across the sky and then just stopped. So I'm staring at it and I'm waiting for it to either fade away or something. And it's just sitting there. So as I have my eye on it, I stand up and finally it moves straight up and kind of toward the direction of the street. And then I'm not saying it shot above my head, but it shot in the direction so that I had to look straight up and look at it, shoot down the street. You know, it was going parallel with my street. Mm-hmm. Well, how far away do you think this was? It was a little white dot in the sky. Because obviously, well, yeah, shooting stars are in the upper atmosphere. Right. I didn't know what to think of it. I'm just sitting there going, what the heck was that? Oh, but the story doesn't stop there, James. I see you starting to take a breath. So Sorry. I'm looking around at the sky going, what did I see? And in the exact place where the other, where I just saw that weird thing, another one happens this one, though, moves much faster, shoots one direction, like like an inch in the sky or two inches up from my, and then to the right, then to the left, and kind of does a no pattern or anything. Then it does exactly what the other one does, kind of moves over directly about above where my street would be and just, just fires down my street above my head. Not down my street, but I have no idea how high it was. Just a little white dot, and it shoots, and it fades into the sky. And I'm like, holy moly, that's two. And I'm just sitting right there, literally dumbfounded. I'm, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to think. And I'm still sitting there by myself and I'm just staring and another one comes. This one from a different direction and only did like kind of like a ricochet pattern maybe. And then did the exact same thing above the street, shot down the street. I, I couldn't believe what was happening. So I ran in the house, wake my dad up, and I'm trying to explain what happened. So I pull him out and drive him down the driveway. Now it's like close to 3.30 in the morning. Oh boy. And I'm trying to explain what happened to what I had seen. And so we just sit there staring into the sky. Nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Well, the key is you have to lie on top of the newspaper. Well, that's where I started. But after that, I was standing. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm just saying, yeah. because back in the 80s, it's, it's well known, it's well documented that there were some hallucinogenic uh, compounds that were uh, free in radicals ink. in the ink. <laughs> a couple years go by and I kind of, you know, you forget about this story. My grandfather um, was a colonel in the army and he got married. And when he got married, remarried, a lot of military people there, people kind of higher up in the service, you know, a lot of generals and stuff like that, other majors. And anyways, my story is this. My dad says to me at the wedding, he says, do you see that gentleman over there? And I'm like, yeah, he says, that guy works with the air force and works with, I don't know, space or something or whatever. So he says, you should tell your story that happened a few years ago to him and see what he has to say. And I'm thinking, all right, whatever. How old were you at this point? So now I'm closer to 14. Oh, or 15 so even. One now. year or two Well, years. I was like a young, I don't know, 12, 13. I, I don't know the exact time. All I know is I started delivering newspapers when I was 10 and it was about two years to three years after. Anyways, so I'm, I go up to this guy as a young, very young teenager and I say to him the whole story. And what he explains to me is that some, occasionally what happens is um, a meteor will hit the atmosphere and start bouncing around and and it appears you don't because you don't see forward and backwards because of where you're standing and what happens you're just seeing it ricochet i said oh okay and then for the for many 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 years i said i would tell people about how i saw meteors that ricochet in the atmosphere and i was really lucky to see such a thing yeah like i'm special anyways so one time oh yeah you're definitely special yeah <laughs> so finally one day I'm now I'm in California and I'm talking to somebody at Griffith Park where they have the observatory there. And I'm telling him the story about how I saw ricochets. I told him the whole story like I just saw told you. And he said, that's an interesting story, but uh, meters don't do that. Yeah, I could have told you that. I mean, I don't I, I would expect that you might be able to see some deflection once in a while, maybe on a very rare occasion. But, you know, the velocities things these things are traveling. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I don't know if you caught part of the story. This was the early 80s. This is like pre satellites everywhere. Pre um, what's that one playing the black one? Uh, uh, Blackbird. Not the stealth. That was the one that flew so high and so fast that it, they couldn't get shot down. Nothing that our enemies had could even reach it. So well, yeah, it's all pre that. Shoot, shoot a missile at me. Go ahead. It's not gonna. It's not gonna get up this high. Your <laughs> missile is gonna fail before it gets to me. Wow. Yes. Anyway, so that's that's the only unidentified flying object story I have. I have a couple of the UFO stories that are less interesting, but that's the big one I have. There, I have no idea what I saw. I was a kid. You know, the the story's been probably exaggerated to some degree because I'm. You know, it happened close to forty years ago. But generally speaking, that's what happened, and that's how I remember it. So you. Are familiar with what happened a couple of weeks ago here in the United States? Another UFO story. Or are you talking well, about the government releasing the all government this crap? release? I mean, that's, oh, right, the, that's right. kind of the big news. And it's kind of interesting because a lot of people who are kind of poo-pooing it beforehand read the release and it's like, well, maybe I'm changing my tune a little bit. Not, not me personally. These are the, you know, people have changed their tune after reading their report and it's saying, okay, well, this evidence actually does look pretty solid. Not that it's necessarily aliens, but we just don't know what it is. And it's a lot harder to explain than we thought it would be. It's certainly not bouncing meteors. I don't believe in aliens, uh, alien ships with little gray men with big eyes with long fingers that glow. 
you know, I don't, uh, I loved Close but Encounters, you saw that them. movie, but I don't believe any of it. But you saw it. them. I saw an unidentified flying object. I have no idea what that means. I have no idea what I saw in the sky. So the, some of the, I haven't, I haven't read the report, but I have seen some of the instances that go into the report and I've seen that they've been floating around for years now. And these are verified by the actual, the, uh, the air force personnel who took the video to begin with. And they've documented very interesting phenomena that they've seen, which certainly right now can't be explained. Again, that doesn't mean anything in and of itself, but the characteristics were interesting for two reasons. One, it seemed to be interacting to some degree with the aircraft that were involved. And two, it was displaying, uh, it was displaying abilities that were basically outside of our understanding of physics, things accelerating and changing directions in ways that we can't possibly understand. So it's unlikely to be earthbound. Now, again, it, maybe it is still some weird phenomenon that we're unfamiliar with, but it's probably aliens. I don't believe that. Okay. Well, so well, I okay. do not believe that. Now I'm going to tell you what happened. So because of what happened to me in this story, I'm always interested in UFOs. So when anything pops up on the internet or back in the day when you could read books and stuff, um, I would look into this stuff and like, oh my God, yeah, there's things flying out there. And the, one of the most curious things I ever saw that I know wasn't a spoof, at least my opinion wasn't a spoof, is somebody had turned me on to this one area at the NASA website where you could look at previous missions. And one of the missions that I was suggested to go watch was an experiment NASA did. Um, for people that don't know, the, the the planet has currents that run from the south to the north. That's how your compass works. These oh, the electric electric, magnetic currents. Yes. Yeah. So these electric currents go up, and like a weather vane, that's how your um, that's how your compass works. So what NASA was trying to do is they were trying to see if they could take a huge, long copper cable, shoot it up on a rocket into the atmosphere, low atmosphere, low enough so that they could pick up that uh, magnetic flow and see if they could generate electricity hmm. through this, I don't know, what do you call it? Like conduit? A, yeah, yeah, conduit, I guess is a good way to say it. But anyway, so I watched the video on it and it was amazing. It shoots up and you see this big thing and it kind of starts to glow. And here was the thing, is you're listening to the people in the rocket and yet the people at the bottom and then you've got miscellaneous people with cameras here and there because this is an experiment by NASA so it has all the appropriate footage and everybody keeps talking about these little white dots that are flying all around like they were, it looked like if you were to if you were observing an animal that found something in the forest that it didn't recognize like a candy bar mm-hmm. you know it was like they'd come up to smell it then back off and then come back into it again and then they'd go around it and then they would disappear and they would it was amazing to watch and once again i said to myself there are things flying out there in the sky we have no idea what they are but i believe that they are from earth but nasa you know, NASA wasn't quiet about that. They published those results. And, yeah. and the, uh, we're not talking about just a couple of yahoos standing in a field seeing this thing. We're right. talking about trained air, air yeah, force pilots. I get it. I totally get it. So, and, and one of the other interesting aspects of it is that they could see it on some of their sensors, but not others. I think it was, they were able to see it on their infrared, but not at all on their radar. 
So they were able to see this object with their eyes. They were able to see this object on their infrared sensors, but then it was completely radar opaque or or, uh, invisible. And I believe all that. So here's how I see it. I believe it's only 150, maybe it's getting close to 200 years ago now. Somebody came out and said, guess what, everybody? The water has living things in it. You can't see it, but there's actually little teeny creatures floating in the water. And for maybe a hundred years after that started coming out, people were mocking it, laughing at it. You can look at old newspapers where they would draw little monsters as if, you know, like it was a big joke. Well, we come to find out there's this thing called amoebas and there's like germs and bacteria that live in the water and they move around and swim. And we had no idea they existed before. I'm sure there's some people who still think that that way. And I know there are, (laughs) and there are, they're probably very closely related to people who think the earth is flat. But but my point here is I I think there's things in the air. I think there are things in the air that we just don't know what they are yet. And they've always been there. We just have no idea what they are. That's, that's entirely possible. But I do not believe in the aliens now. I don't know why I don't. And it's interesting. I like what you said earlier about if you see an animal in the forest who's approaching something they don't understand. This is my, uh, I wouldn't say, this is my theory. I'm just going to say, this is my. I told you mine. Let's hear yours. You show me, I show you mine, you show me yours. And I'm not saying that this is, I'm not 100% behind this theory. I'm just saying this is really interesting. Based on this evidence, my best guess, I'm going to say like 60, maybe 70% this is what I believe in is that these are alien drones and they're watching us just like Jane Goodall would watch her gorillas. Like, well, obviously she got a little bit too close, but if you think of someone who's way smarter than us, they're not really interested in us. They're interested in the planet and maybe what's going on in our, in our planet. So they send drones to keep an eye on us to see what's happening. And if we get too close, they just back away a little bit but they don't really care if they're seen or not. What difference does it make to them? It's like a naturalist doesn't really care if the dolphin sees them or if it, well, I guess you don't want to see the tiger seeing them unless you're safe, but I well, it wouldn't matter if you're safe. So I think that's what it is. And I, I think they just don't care enough. You think to, it's futuristic hi- drones like in star Wars, no, like futuristic. when the drone came down on the ice planet, well, it was you like say, spying on everybody. You say futuristic. I say, this is just an advanced civilization and they don't care to talk to us because there's nothing that they have to say to us. It's like, we are, they're watching us as a lower species. This is a good point that I think, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson has made in the past where if you look at the difference between us and a chimpanzee, our level of intelligence is just slightly, ever so slightly tweaked upwards. We're only a little bit more intelligent than they are. Maybe half a percent, maybe 1% smarter. If you look at an, an, an entirely alien species that might be 5% smarter than us, they wouldn't even be able to talk to us. It'd be like trying to talk to the dog. There'd be no, nothing to talk about. Yeah, I don't know about that. What, what do you mean? Well, let's just say you don't, you don't think there are, there, we're making, you, don't, you don't think there could be. I don't think that's good analogy because life. if they were really more intelligent, we're, we're finding ways already now. Uh, in fact, I just watched a special the other day where they were been following whales and they're starting to figure out what certain sounds mean. This whole repetitive song. I mean, I'm just saying is that if there was an advanced civilization, like you're saying, and they were more intelligent, They'd have figured out how to talk to us. Oh, no, I'm not saying they can't talk to us. I'm saying they have no interest in talking to us because why would they? A naturalist might be very interested in looking at a wild dog, a pack of wild dogs in Africa, but they may not want to talk to them. They just want to, they want to study them. They want to study the environment that they're in. 
we're not interesting enough and we're not, we're not capable of talking to them on a level that would be interesting to them. They're just interested in the planet because this is a whole new thing that they haven't seen before. And life is very interesting. and It's probably different everywhere you see it. So that's my point is it's just, we're just not that interesting. You're definitely a, a Trekkie. <laughs> that, I think that's more along the lines of, uh, what's uh, the difference? Adam, uh, Douglas Adams. I'm just saying that Douglas Adams, you know, uh, um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is, is, is kind of got the, more of that vibe to it. It's like, okay. we, we don't even rate high enough to, for anyone to be oh, interested. Right, in right, right. Like when they're making the highway and they get rid of the planet. Yeah, they're, they're, they're making a highway so they have to destroy the planet in its way. So, uh, you know, we told you about this. What do you mean? We didn't, you didn't tell us. It's been in your local planning office for the past 50,000 years. Well, the local <laughs> planning office, we can't even get off our own earth. And then they respond. Look, if you guys can't make a, an effort to get out and find, you know, follow local politics, that can't be on us. <laughs> How many times have you seen that? Seen it. Hitchhiker's it's Guide. It's a book, sir. All right. I have seen the TV show. There, there was a BBC TV show, which is absolutely fabulous. But I've read I've the, seen that I've BBC the, thing at least three times. Yeah, it's a great show. It's on Hulu now. Uh, it's I, I've read the book a couple of times. So I've seen that, and there was a movie. I saw the movie. Is the as book well. better? Like in many cases, because I feel like in this kind of entertainment, be about the same. Uh, they both were good. I think the TV version of it was a well-executed version for having. I think they probably had more. They probably had a higher budget to write the book than the TV series. The humor part of the whole television part of it is the voices, because the guy who explains the Hitchhiker's Guide, very sophisticated, very intelligent, but slightly sarcastic voice versus the wacky, I don't understand what's going on actors in the in the. Well, the acting the is, is, well, is well done. I wouldn't say that the, the narrator is overly sarcastic other than when no, no, there I is say some, said slightly. well just, I said there are some moments when he has sarcastic but generally speaking he just he sounds smart because he's got a British accent <laughs> well at least he's well if we go by uh, George Lucas's format he's also a bad guy <laughs> <laughs> no anyway I got one more thing on the theory not saying that you're wrong and I'm not saying I'm right no no all you need to say is that I'm right and we can move on <laughs> Have you heard this whole thing about why Earth is able to exist on life? And they really think it's because on the far outsides of the universe, there is basically like this giant asteroid belt that stops major asteroids from entering into our system. Oh, yeah, the, the, it acts like a like a bulletproof vest. Is that the, I don't know if that's the Oort cloud, Oort cloud but there, there, yeah, there's a cloud around the solar system, not the, not the galaxy of the universe, but the solar system. And that actually blocks uh, cosmic rays as well as a lot of... Uh, rogue planets and asteroids and whatnot. And, and the moon also has been a good deflector. And right. also it's, um, we've been around, so we, earth is four and a half billion years old. And a lot of the extra stuff that's been floating around just the solar system has already come and gone. That's not to say we aren't going to get a big impact at some point again. I mean, right. But just to this may the, work against your theory or work against my theory. I'm not sure which one, but it seems to me, if there was UFOs out there with intelligent life floating around that want to investigate other life, like in my mind, Star Trek, go places where no alien species has gone before, <laughs> that asteroid cloaks us because why would you enter a dangerous area where there's asteroids floating around? And I don't know. It seems like it would hide us from We're UFOs not hidden. ever entering. I don't see what, what, what hides, nothing hides us. We can be, we, we can see other stars. They can see us. Do you and know that the, there all, are bacteria all, that live all the solar in the systems. water where volcanic ash, the extremely right. high temperatures. Uh -huh. <clears throat> we didn't learn about that 
because who goes in extremely <laughs> hot boiling water and investigate? But they found, I'm just saying is that uh, going back to the microscope and finding bacteria, we didn't know that there was any bacteria in these boiling waters because who's going to look at boiling water? I'm thinking it's the same thing. Who's going to investigate a galaxy surrounded all. by all these dangerous? No, no, no. This is this is normal for a solar system to have this. This 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 is how solar systems form. Solar system. I mean, there, they there must are, have this protective belt to even have life. Oh, exactly. Well, not even have life. That's just this is how it forms. You, know, you have the material swirling around. Some of it coalesces into a star. Some coalesce into planets, and then a bunch of it just floats around on the outside of it. That is, you know, it's too far out to be pulled in by the by the gravitational well. This whole thing is coming out. Um, Next week, I believe, is... Um, we have a coming out party for the aliens? So I believe they're coming out next week, and a couple senators are currently right now demanding that this co- stuff come out. I think all we're going to find is a bunch of footage verifying that there are flying things out there, and we're also going to verify that nobody knows what it is. Precisely. But the, the footage is already available. We're and not going to find any footage of little gray men... I also don't think... ...sitting in boxes... And or on the table of Area 51. Yeah, exactly. But you've been to Area 51 and you've seen the aliens. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely don't think that the, there's any Area 51 with, with crash wreckage. Do you know I, where I think the aliens are way too smart. Where is Area 51? Uh, is that in Utah or is Arizona? Uh, Nevada. Okay. Do you know where the crash happened? Uh, oh, I should know that because there's a little town. I don't remember. Phoenix. And it's what? Yeah. No. Yeah. You're totally wrong about that. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Okay, so you know where um, where we go to bring the scouts, and there's this dam in the middle of nowhere, uh-huh. and it's it's right where Northern Dead Ends, and it's called Dreamy Draw. Oh, Dreamy Draw. So have you ever noticed that there is a dam in the middle of the desert with no water that goes to it? You ever seen that? Oh, boy. Uh, I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not verifying it. I'm not saying there actually was a crash. I just told you I don't believe in that stuff. But there is a dam there in the middle of the desert outside of the city. And there's no water that has ever gone there. That you've seen. I've lived here for a long time. Okay. But that and there's mean no washes. Okay. The, the dam was only built a few years back, you know, 25, 30 years ago. There is no water that goes there. Is All it right. a dam? It says dam right on the okay. side. I don't know. I don't go up to that. I don't go up to that. Dreamy draw mean. dam. Okay. Anyways, supposedly that's where the crash happened. And shortly after they built the dam on top of it so that no one could see it. That's the story. No, that totally makes sense. You make a, why not build a dam over it? It's basically just a big pile of rocks. I'm being sarcastic, by the way. I know. I, and I don't saying, I'm not saying that it did crash there. I'm just saying is it supposedly crashed there. People believe it. And then shortly after these stories that were reported, they built a dam there. Well, I'm going to say that I don't. Fair enough. <laughs> But it is fun, Phoenix trivia. And since we do live in Phoenix. <laughs> I think we're going to have to do a follow up on that because I feel like that's just totally wrong. I hope you do. <laughs> I want, do you see this? It's just a little drop of coffee in here. Oh, Mike. I, oh my, you, I, I, now I don't, I don't even wanna, know if there's any coffee left I in I just, the Phoenix. Can I just have another refill, please? Yes. Jesus. Right, hold a sec. Thanks. Bye. Golly. I'll be right back. Golly. Life getting you down. Is your head always drooping towards the floor? And then seeing your horrible floor just makes you feel that much worse? What to do? Don't change you. That's too much work. Change your floor instead. Go Rage's flooring is happy, sunny, exciting, rejuvenating flooring. They make flooring fun again. Woohoo! Go Rage's flooring. For one you just can't bear to look at your old, horrible floor anymore. You'll be so happy you won't ever look at your floor again. Whoopee. 
That's GoRageousFlooring.com. GoRageousFlooring, G-O-R-A-G-E-O-U-S.com. wind up not doing a lot of things that most people like to do. No, I know that. Okay. We're back. Um, thanks for the coffee again. <laughs> oh my God. I can't hey, bl- so recently was Father's Day and I got this weird thing, the difference between Mother's Day and Father's Day. They're like completely different, right? What? Well, like Mother's Day, you know, flowers usually show up. Um, there might be a dinner. Um, I don't know. Do you do anything for Mother's Day? No. Nothing? Nothing. Bob doesn't do anything for his mom. Well, he was away. Let me just say that again. Your son doesn't do anything for his mom. Uh, I tell him to wish her a happy Mother's Day, but that's about it. Do you have to remind him? Of course. He's 15. (laughs) (laughs) Well, daughters tend to remember this kind of stuff. Naturally. They're smarter smarter and better, but that's okay. (laughs) So, um, did you call your dad or anything like that? Oh, uh... I called him because I call him on the weekends. But what did you say? Happy Father's Day. I specifically when you happened to I, call him on I the abso- weekend. I absolutely did not. He wished me a happy Father's Day. And I said, Dad, I'm not calling you for that. I'm calling you because I call you every week because I want to talk to you. But this Father's Day thing, it seems like nonsense to me. Did, did he say anything to you? No. He said happy Father's Day. And he chuckled when I said that back to him. Because he's he's used to me. Do he, you guys knows, both, he knows oh, my nonsense. Do you think your dad said anything to his dad? Oh, yeah, probably. He's a normal person. <laughs> He's just a lot smarter than me. So the weirdest thing happened to me, in my opinion, it's unusual. All right. When my nephews were younger and they didn't, because they grew up without a dad, during Father's Day, they would usually call and wish me a happy Father's Day, which which was nice. And I felt like, felt good that they were in my life and that I could be that male person in their life. Right? Role model. Role model. Thank you. So I would get, you know, go to their concerts when I could go to their acting shows, go to their sports. You know, I tried to do that. Even though they were in another state, I would try to get there on those days. Birthdays. I only did one kid, not the other, (laughs) because the other kid was very involved in band and his birthday was, and I wanted to see him perform. So I visited him more anyways. And I thought that was always really nice. Now, so here's where I'm going with this. I had friends and some of them, not, you know, casual friends, not close friends, text me and wish me happy Father's Day, which I thought was very nice. I thought it was very considerate that they even thought of me, but I also thought, why? (laughs) What period of time was this? It was a couple weeks ago during Father's Day. Oh, so it was this year though. Yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah. That that makes more and more sense as time goes by. People are just sort of reactionary now. They just, they see you come up on Facebook and you know, you can't, you can't miss Father's Day coming up. Especially if it's on that day, they probably just spam all the people they know who are fathers. Oh. Sorry, I didn't mean to burst your bubble there. Yeah, I'm cool with that. If that's the explanation, but here's one that was really weird. So- I got a few in the morning, which I get. People are in there doing their morning routine. And like you said, they get some kind of reminder. I pop up on their screen. I have no idea why I'm popping up on their screen, but I pop it up on their screen and they go, oh, I'll just send Furman a, you know, a thing. I'm like, okay, great. I said, thank you very much. But I got one. I'm not kidding you. At 930 at night. I'm like, the day's over. <laughs> you know, I don't you're, get you're, it. You're calling it. What's that? You're just calling. You say, this is enough. It's, it's over. It's done. You're, you're too late. Did you? I didn't do that. I, I just said like, no, oh, but in your mind, you have a cutoff. 
after five o'clock in the evening on any but anything, like a birthday, an anniversary, Christmas, not Thanksgiving, that's an afternoon thing, um, any kind of a celebration day, if it's called day in the word, oh, come on, after five, give it up. Just wait till the next day what and say, I hope you had mean? a great day. Use past tense. It doesn't make any sense at all. And and saying nothing does is, make sense. A, a, a day is two, there are two parts to a day. A day is 24 hours. You can't just ignore the parts. So you're trying dark. to say 930 is not late. Well, it's, it's weird. <laughs> okay. So we agree at least on that. It, it's not actually weird. It's like, Either it's either weird that the, for whatever they're doing it at ninth, or maybe that's just when they get up. I don't know. <laughs> or they they nearly forgot and they're trying to do it as late as possible. I mean, they're just trying to get in under the wire. Because <laughs> nine thirty is pretty late to be sending just someone you know a random text. Right. You know, the, the cutoff is usually nine p.m. Just so you kids know, don't call, text, whatever after nine p.m. That's just the general rule, unless it's really <laughs> freaking important. I don't know why people. I, for me, it's eight o'clock. And if I call past eight o'clock, it starts off with, I'm sorry for calling you so late. Okay, that's fair. 8.30, it's very difficult for me to sit there and press buttons to contact <sighs> anybody after 8.30. How much have you had to drink at this point? That could be a part of it. Yeah. Well, also you get up at 3.30 in the morning. Speaking of paper routes, that's not, I guess, uh, speaking of paper routes, I guess that's just not something that happens anymore. But you remember when you said you sat there in the morning folding your newspapers. I'm like, I remember doing that. I remember the oh trifold. Yeah. And then so you can really whip them. Oh, and well, you did it back east. I feel sorry for you, but I only had a few of these rainy days. Or snowy days. Ooh, I never had to deal with a snowy day. Did you deliver newspapers Lightweight. in the snow? Of course. I don't remember, actually. <laughs> you don't? To be perfectly honest. I mean, it's just a blur. Oh, no. I, I have a lot of memories. I, because I did it for five years... Um, I had made friends on my route. Mm-hmm. I saw friends come and go because there were, it was my first experience with work friends, right? When think, they left the newspaper business, I think one of the problems, I never saw them again. I think I, well, that's true of a lot of things. I think, I think, yeah, I'm probably, I'm probably over, over making, making this more than it is, but there just seems like maybe there are fewer job opportunities than there used to be as far as just different kinds of jobs. For kids. For kids or people in general. I mean, there were people, adults who doing who, who would start their morning by doing paper delivery. And if you're serious about it, you know, it was not a lot of money, but you could still make money doing it. I, I don't know when it disappeared, but I do tell you in that five years that I was a newspaper boy, toward the end, not knowing what was going to be happening, um, it was harder and harder for them to find boys that would get up in the morning and do that. Hmm. So what I ended up, what I ended up doing was absorbing more paper routes. So every time a kid quit, Mr. Dick Benner, who was this old, very overweight, never shaved because it was three o'clock in the morning, had a massive cigar slobbering, a massive cigar slobbering. Dick Benner, he would say to me, uh... Chris, uh, we can't really find anybody to uh, do the the extra route you think you could fill in. I'd be like, yeah, 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 that's fine. And then, of course, they would never find anybody. So I remember at the end, I had four people's routes. You could have had an empire if you just kept going. I know. I only needed two more. That's all. There were only two more kids left. (laughs) Dick told me at one time that I had the largest paper out in Phoenix. That's pretty impressive. You should. I don't know if that's true or not. But that's put that in your resume. Maybe I should. I will tell you, 
Um, I had a lot of complaints some days because I just couldn't get them all done at enough oh. time. Especially when I started getting older, you know, you, and as a teenager, you need a little more older teenager. You need more rest. Well, the uh, fact that I used to practice guitar until like 11 yeah, o'clock. Yeah, that was probably the bigger problem. I think the problem I, I, kids need rest. And it's not that you're a teenager need more rest. It's just that you're sleeping less because you're going yeah. to bed later. Yeah. Because your parents aren't forcing you into bed with the ghosts. You know what? You said you don't remember. I don't remember how I quit. I remember why I quit. <laughs> well, <laughs> I got bit that, by a dog that year. Somebody literally let their dogs out and chased me down the street. And the first time, this happened twice to me in my life, the first time I almost got hit by lightning. I'm surprised <laughs> that, 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 that you let that stand. This is Arizona, after all. You don't want to mess with Arizonans. Well, they could come back with a posse. So can I. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. I mean, so, if you let your dogs out at somewhere, that's a pretty serious, you know, that's a. I'm not going to go in the. That's an opening volley. Yes. <laughs> I'm not going to go what happened to those poor people's house I understand. after that. No, no worries. <laughs> Got it. Um, yeah. So it was crazy back then. But I remember I was like, you know, I've had enough of this getting up at three, three. I never got up at three, about three fifty, a little after three, because I wanted to make sure I was folding by three thirty. Right. I would never get done. That's interesting, though, that uh, you you have all these memories, but quitting was like the least important part of it. I know. You. Isn't that you, strange? He was like, you're done with it. It's yeah. someone else's problem now. Yeah. I just let it go. That poor guy, you probably gave him a heart attack. Probably came in with a a young a young no man probably took no... over and drove it with a truck after that. Yeah, they, maybe. And he was like, God, this was great. I just walked into this massive moneymaker. <laughs> but the biggest problem I also had and did you, you get tips? This, oh yeah. Yeah, okay. Because that's where most of the money came from was from right. tips. Yeah. Tips was it. And I knew who tipped big that's and who no, didn't. That's another weird thing that you think about. We were young kids. They're going up to all these different people's houses, knocking on the door, talking to people, saying, you owe me money. Yeah. <laughs> give, give me my $2. Was it $2? I remember no, it was I'm just saying that's, that's from the That's from the movie. I can't remember. Oh, oh. but yeah, you're right. I, I got to tell you, can you imagine kids even being allowed to confront a house at all these days? It's so weird. Well, without their parents standing behind them, right? I mean, yeah. you, you, the, the Girl Scouts run around every, every, every year, but they have, you know, they have their parents at the at, right behind them. Well, you know, it's funny about collecting money. I, I didn't do it regular. I did it like twice a month instead of weekly. Mm-hmm. And I just collect two weeks at a time. Well, exactly. It's much more manageable. And um, and it didn't make a difference on the tip that I noticed anyways. I probably, it probably would though. Yeah. Now hindsight. Yeah. But yeah. at the time it didn't seem like it. But I knew who tipped. And, and some of them actually would tell me. So you, sh- you need to put this on your resume because you can say from the years 1980 to 1982, I had the largest news network distribution service in <laughs> Phoenix. Holy crap. I never thought of that. I'm going to do that. <laughs> I'm a thinker. Yeah, See, you the are aliens have, do talk to me. Yeah, they do. All right. Well, I'm done with newspapers and news. We all done for the day because my coffee's just about empty. Yeah, I got I to gotta go talk to my alien friends now. <laughs> hey, James, thank you again for having me over. You're welcome. And I'm out of coffee too again, so leave i'll have to bring some next week for you i don't want your coffee i'm out of here bye thanks bye heat stroke is brought to you by markers in motion audio engineer christopher Furman. if you'd like to contact heat stroke go to heatstrokepodcast.com won't you come on now the sun is out the sun is out so bright don't won't you come on out it's making Don't you see me? Peek-a-boo. 
Don't you feel me? It's morning dew. All I want yes. is a cup. Yes. A very large cup. Yes. In my hand. Yes. A large cup. Hot. Warm. Oh. Cup. It's not tea. And it must be Dark Dark Brown. Oh, it's very from Big Up Brown. Make it hot, make it hot, make it very, very hot. Coffee. Hi, this is Betsy. I want to tell you about the Children's Museum of Phoenix. If you're in Phoenix, planning to come to Phoenix, or just looking for something fun to do, check us out at the Children's Museum of Phoenix where you can come paint and climb and use your imagination. We're 100% fun and currently 100% outside. To find out more, visit us at childrensmuseumofphoenix.org. Hope to see you there. Have fun. Be playful.